When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Andrew Prednell, good morning to you, sir. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks Thanks for having me on. Uh, mate, pleasure. And thanks for coming on. We, 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 this morning we were talking about this, this new A-League franchise that uh, got officially rubber-stamped yesterday, and, and, and we're asking people to name the thing because obviously they're, they're, we haven't got the name yet. Uh, have, have you got any preferences? Are, are you a, you're like a moniker? You're like a, you know, something you have a mascot for, or are you a bit more of a traditional man? I'm actually a bit of a tra- traditionalist, if I'm honest there. Um, yeah, the, the whole uh, gimmicky mas- mascot thing doesn't sit there well with me. Um, I could throw some funny ones at you, but I uh, yeah, I prefer an Auckland FC or an Auckland AFC if I could. Yeah, yeah, I do like AFC Auckland. Ties in with the Bournemouth thing, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does, yep. Yeah, we've had the Auckland Rangers and the Auckland Traffic suggested. <laughs> Traffic, I, I, yeah. I mean, it resonates, but uh, I'm not sure about the fans. <laughs> Hey uh, Andrew, what's it, what's it actually mean to to New Zealand to get another um, A League team uh, playing out of out of uh, Auckland? Oh, it's huge. Uh, yeah, look, this is a watershed moment for the game in the country. Um, obviously, another professional club, two more professional teams. Um, it, me- it means a lot. Um, it's obviously going to be more football in the media. More um, our talent pathway is infinitely strengthened. Strengthened even more so by the fact that it's a multi club ownership model um, you know you've got an owner who is talking about pathways into Scotland into the Premier League so that's enormous um, more money into the system we've also got an owner who's interested in investing in the community game uh, so on your level our national teams will be strengthened our competitions will be strengthened the game will continue to grow faster I'd, I'd say your bottom line would be strengthened too because you've got now an Auckland A side coming in on the back of all these World Cups and, and of course the Premiership the EPL and the TAB um, dollars with Auckland, Auckland City coming in or whoever they called Auckland AFC, whatever, uh, sh- surely that's good for the national body. Yeah, it's good in every respect. Um, so, I mean, even even seeing more players into uh, top-quality environments means that when there are transfer fees or when um, those players attend World Cups, there are solidarity payments. The international football economy has got a, a trickle-down system that, that flows down into um, all parts of the game. So that's really positive. Um, yeah, and certainly um, expecting to see more of our players go into, into stronger teams. So, yes, uh, and strong on the, on the gambling front as well. Um, and just generally, interest in football is growing. So, um, it's nice to see, obviously, we've been strong in the participation space for, for years. Um, but, you know, sometimes I think the area we have lacked a little is media presence, because mm. our teams are playing abroad so often. Um, and I think this is going to um, double that at least. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. You actually, I was thinking about it the other day, Andrew. And I, you know, when I played over thirties at Metro, 
a few years ago. You know, everybody gets together and, and has a training on a Wednesday and plays on a Saturday. Uh, but if the Phoenix were playing, for example, in Auckland and you ask the team, you know, who's going to the game, there'd be maybe two or three. Uh, but if the All Blacks are playing in Auckland, everybody's going, you know. So it's still, well, the participation was in the game. The forefront of sport was was still another sport. So you're thinking that that, sh- that might shift in the next sort of five to ten years with this new uh, new franchise? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you know it, right? That football's the biggest sport in the country, um, but we haven't sort of seen that reflected in um, some of the media presence. I think there's a lot of factors that are, that are causing that. But some of it is definitely uh, the absence of the, or not the absence, but the lack of the professional game in the country. And combined with the fact that our national teams are so often playing away in, in these international windows, often at difficult times. So, um, another professional side, and you know, I have um, aspirations to see a third A League team in the South Island as well. It's going to is going to um, amplify that presence hugely. Uh, and also, of course, the national teams, you know, um, a men's team going to the World Cup in 2026. All of those those things are going to contribute to a far better uh, media footprint in this country. Now, Andrew, the, the, the relationship between New Zealand football and the Wellington Phoenix um, of late has certainly been stronger than it, than it used to be. And, uh, you know, we've seen that the partnership for the women's team leading into the Women's World Cup and things like that. Uh, what about the partnership between New Zealand football and this new A-League uh, franchise out of Auckland? How, how much will there be between the two? Yeah, I think it'll be really positive. Um, and as you, as you note, the, the work we did with the Phoenix on the women's um, team was enormous and brought us much closer together, which is where we need to be. Um, this new club will, will join with the Phoenix in, in part of a, a group called the Professional Clubs um, Group. Uh, they become members of ours. Um, but the area we're most interested in working with them is in the, particularly in the academy space, uh, making sure that um, the talent development work that they're doing in their academies are aligned with our community clubs who do a, a lot of hard graft in that space as well. Um, so that that's absolutely key. If we get that alignment, then everyone benefits. So that that's um, important. But of course, um, we expect their reserves teams will be participating in our competitions, men's and women's. Um, so that's it's really important for them as well um, and enable them to have a, um, uh, yeah, competitions that they can participate in domestically helps grow their brand. Uh, and of course, we want to promote them as well. We want them to be commercially successful. How does that? How does that actually? Um, when you're talking about trickle down uh, financially, work when you've got your pathways working so well. Say, for instance, you have a young young player he signs for a German club. He gets picks up five million dollars. How much of that goes back to a club here in New yeah. Zealand? Yeah, reasonable figures. Um, obviously, it depends on the, the transfer fee. But um, uh, right back to the age of ten, clubs that are involved in the development of uh, a player. Um, are recipients of what is generally hundreds of thousands of dollars if the, if the fees in the fives or the tens of millions of dollars. And the, the example I'd give is, is when Chris, Chris Wood transferred over to Newcastle, we saw literally hundreds of thousands of dollars go back into the Waikato football community. So clubs mm. that have been involved in his development on when he was 10, 11, 12, 13 and 14, um, all re- recipients. So um, that's, that's definitely one way. The other, the other way that's enormously beneficial is when we get players to World Cups, um, uh, FIFA have a, a scheme called the Club Benefit Scheme. Uh, we'll see an announcement soon out of the Women's World Cup in which all of the clubs in New Zealand who help develop uh, uh, our football firms will be recipients of, of decent chunks of money, um, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars 
their role in developing those players. Um, with us going to the World Cup again in 2026, we're going to see this more and more often. So um, it's, it's a chance to really kickstart our football economy. What, you mentioned too having the Auckland teams uh, having having a, a men's and a women's team in the in the national competitions here. Does that mean you're going to actually expand uh, our national leagues at men's and women's once these teams come in? And would we look at maybe potentially with this more money coming in grassroots now having that national league be you know instead of nine games for example that it is at the moment it's eighteen and we have home and away again? Yeah, look, there's, there's going to be a whole lot of ramifications. So absolutely, in regards to their, their reserve sides playing in the National League, um, I think that's a must in the, in the same way that the Wellington Phoenix do. Um, we've obviously got to look at formats. Yeah, I mean, long term, um, you know, we're just bidding in the, the new National League structure that we um, launched a couple of years back. Uh, long term, we'd like to see it be longer. It's always a cost and sustainability question. Um, but we'll have to look at formats because even with the uh, Auckland reserve sides coming in, that's potentially disruptive, and we've got to look at the number of rounds. But I think, you know, it's good for it's good for our top uh, top amateur clubs to be playing against um, uh, the academy sides, and it's good for the academy's brand to be playing against them as well. Well, on the international um, stage, you've got Ireland coming up this morning, and you've got the women taking on Colombia shortly. But the under 17s how how do you think their tournament went? Yeah, look, I mean, I think uh, for, for most people that are across that age group, um, they know this is it's really a developmental experience. So clearly, clearly we didn't um, get any results from the three games. Uh, but I think it's not until you talk to the coach about the individuals, how they played, uh, what what their resilience is and what their likely trajectory is as players, um, you know, whether they've grown from the experience or that's going to take a step back. Those will be the key things for us. Um, uh, obviously, it's, it's nice to win, but at that age group, um, it's more about the yeah, the learning opportunity. So, um, I mean, there's obviously some, there's a couple of great prospects in there, including um, one who's with Burnley now. Um, so, you know, we're looking at future all whites um, and, and where, where they might end up. Yeah, it's an interesting one you see that because, you know, I guess from an optics point of view, it didn't look great, Andrew. And we used to, you know, the last, uh, maybe we've been a little bit spoiled, but the last few under 17, under 20 World Cups, we've actually been pretty competitive and got out of groups. Um, what was the, you know, when you talk to Martin uh, ahead of that tournament, what were the goals for the team? Yeah, and you're right about being spoiled. I sometimes don't think um, people realise our under 20s um, men's side have got out of, to the round of 16, uh, the last three editions of the FIFA World Cups, which is which is almost unheard of. Mm. Um, they're often competing against European team, uh, teams who have multi-million dollar budgets, uh, and we're certainly not operating at that level. So um, we've been incredibly successful, and it was only five years back that our under-17s ended up with a medal uh, in the women's team uh, when they when they uh, competed in Uruguay. Um, I think, uh, I mean, there's so many factors. Obviously, Mexico and Germany are... Are tough opponents. Um, I haven't had a chance to talk, talk to Marty, um, but certainly our view around the 17s program, it is 100% developmental. I know that often a fan will look at something and go, oh, we, we, sh- we don't want it a result. Well, actually, we're interested in creating future all-whites. Um, if it was a good developmental experience for them, um, if they are going to grow, if we're going to put them into better environments, those, those are the outcomes we're looking out of, out of this. So um, that's something we'll sort of debrief and review when Martin's back. Yep, good stuff, mate. All right, and uh, as Kempe mentioned, uh, we kick off against Ireland at, at eight forty-five. I know you've you've cleared your calendar this morning, so you can sit down and and enjoy that one. Um, uh, what are you expecting from t- uh, this morning's game? 
Uh, I think it'll be competitive. Um, as you've seen, we're playing, um, Earl White's playing regularly, they're playing every international window, and they're playing top 50 opposition, and we've got a great team. Um, I know we'll be competitive. This, is, this again, though, is about us getting winning games at the 2026 World Cup, noting we, have to, we still have to qualify. So, um, yeah, looking forward, looking forward to a competitive game that prepares us to win games in 2026. Good stuff, Andrew. Appreciate your time this morning, mate. We'll let you uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you stretch the hammies and get ready to hit the couch, eh? <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.